Welcome everyone to the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel. I hope you enjoy the past few videos. I am Luke Studdard and I am introducing my best friend, Eli McKaig, my co-partner and guy I want to throw out a window, but we don't talk about that that much. What's Just because you see a window behind me, you want to throw me out of it? Well, it would be fun video. I mean, at least it's snowing outside. It might be a soft landing. Yeah, but I'd get better views for the videos. Come on. I know. I know. Fans want it. They all want it. They want me thrown out the window. I'm going to have to talk to our number one fan, Taylor Robinson, about that. I'm going to keep on shouting her out until it gets old. She'll probably get annoyed by it, but I'm going to love it. Oh, she might stop watching and never want to introduce herself on this video ever again. <laughs> All right. So thanks for joining us. This week, we're going to start like we did last week, talking about the Wookiee the rookie of the week. Yes. I, I think the Wookiee of the week would be a better, though. I, I think Wookiee mm. of the week would be better. It's funny, though. Wait, this is actually a very good segue. Legitimately, this is a very good segue. Because the rookie of the week, this week, is Amaru Moses. The reason why I say it's a very good segue is because in the in the online trivia leagues, his nickname was Rubear. So, a rookie is sort of like a bear. You can determine what or not. But yes, the man in the circle, Amaru Moses. He is our rookie of the week. Now... Last week, it was sort of thrown on me, so I couldn't do a lot of research for Jacoby, even though Jacoby's a really good friend. This week, I did some research, and I wanted to sh tell everyone Amaru's record to sort of see how much of a threat he really is when it comes to trivia in general. So, there's another league he was he's a part of. Unfortunately, I did not have enough time to actually look into his record for that league. I apologize to opening night. So, for full medal, he's competed in all three major divisions in full medal, which is the full medal geek, full medal singles, and the full medal teams. So, when I tell you the full medal singles, it may be for the people out there like Sam Levine to consider probably putting him in the singles division. His record in full medal geek is 4-1. and one. His record in full medal singles is 3-0. and oh. He is undefeated when it comes to regular singles competition. A lot of people may not be thinking about that, but it's something to think about. He can play in singles. And in full metal teams, he is 1-2. and two. Him and his partner may not have had the greatest run, but he was able, they were able to be in a tournament and actually have, get a win. Now, the other major league in the online trivia leagues is Multiplex Entertainment. In their intergeekdom division their fandom fights he is one and two probably not as strong as in full metal geeks but when it comes to the geek categories in fandom fights he is very strong in that division because fandom fights has more than just marvel dc mcu dceu like it has more than that because there's disney live action disney animation and Currently, they have two new categories in Mission Impossible and Horror Icons. Phantom Fights is a very vast, vast division, and Amaru Moses is a really great competitor. The record may not show that, but he is. And not only that, they have a Phantom Fights team division, sort of like an intergeekdom tag team division, and he, him and his team is one and one. 
which again may not show a lot of his strength, but he is a strong competitor. And his movie Warzone, which is the singles division of Multiplex, he is one and one. So based off of that record in Multiplex and in Full Metal, Full Metal, I feel like, and I know a lot of people can probably tell, he's a very strong competitor that people are going to have to look out for. And again, in Full Metal Geek alone, he is four and one. And in singles in Phantom or in Full Metal, he is three and zero. So I think this may be a way for people to look at it and go, oh, he can do more than just inner geekdom. And I know he's mainly solely in inner geekdom right now, but I think knowing his success in full metal singles and his record there, I think that would be a good way for Sam Levine to go, hmm, he's three and O in singles. Maybe I should c- try talking to him and considering to put, considering putting him into singles. Hmm. Well, what, what division are you most excited about for him? He is right now. He is solely in inner geekdom. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does in inner geekdom. Could you see him in a star Wars division? No, because I, because he is mainly in the comic book genre, like Marvel, DC, the MCU, the DCEU, like those are his major strengths. And I don't, I'd have to rewatch some of the matches, but as of right now, I do not believe that Star Wars is his biggest strength. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on him. And Maru Moses, we're rooting for you this year, buddy. Make us proud. We'll come back and after your first match and evaluate how you did. Go, oh, Ruben. Great. Good job, buddy. All right. Our next section is on the factions. The faction this week that we're talking about is one that we kind of already mentioned, the usual suspects. Ain't that a pretty picture? Oh, man, that's a lovely picture with Sam Levine right there, ready to coach his players. I didn't realize Amaru Moses was so high on his list. Yeah, Amaru Moses was his first overall in the draft. Huh. Why, why was that, you think? Again, I think it could be because Sam Levine did his research on Amaru throughout the online trivia leagues and saw that he was an amazing player. So he was most likely thinking, oh, what a great steal I can have with this rookie. And him, he's going to be my inner geekdom player. He's going to be my focus on inner geekdom. So I can honestly see Sam going, he is the future of inner geekdom and I'm going to push him to the stars. How are you feeling about there's not a lot of like he he picked a lot of rookies if you look at his roster. I mean he he did, but at the same time, his main team of main eventers are amazing. Cause you have Drew McWeenie, Liz Shannon Miller, and Ethan Irwin as your main eventers. And already just those three alone, you can like take any division, any singles match by Storm, honestly, with just those three players. Well, let me ask you this. Who's, what's the team? What's the main team? What's his main team, do you think? Drew McQueenie and Ethan Irwin. Ooh, but Liz and Ethan have a good connection. They're, I know. Got a friendship. They've already um, got that connection. 
Honestly, it, I say Drew and Ethan because of how strong they are and both of them being former champions, Drew being a former team's champion, Ethan being a former singles champion. And that's really the only reason why I put them together. However, I could see Liz and Ethan teaming together and being a strong team and po- possibly going for the team titles. At the same time, I see Drew getting teamed up with Stacy Howard. Here's an interesting one. I think Liz and Stacy would be an interesting team. That would. Man, you're talking me out of a lot of stuff. It's not hard. I have good ideas. Also, we can't forget he has Marie Wilson for the Star Wars division. And she's about to, like, later on, we're going to talk about it, but she's about to get into a major debuting match. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what she does in the Star Wars division. And I feel like she's going to be a strong player based off of Sam doing his research and having and picking her second overall. Do you feel Paul Hauser was picked too high? Well, that's the question. That is truly the question. Was Paul Walter Hauser picked too high? My answer may be yes, because I don't know his knowledge, but because you sort of want a celebrity player on your team, picking Paul Walter Hauser very early is a good decision because you want to be able to have that factor of being talked about a lot and him being able to say, Hey, I picked Paul Walter Hauser very early. He's on my team. I have this celebrity from Cobra Kai and from Richard Jewell. I have this actor. And I think that's really very much going to help him. And I want to be surprised if Sam Levine were to say, Oh, I actually knew Paul for a long time because we're, again, we're both actors. We're acting buddies. So I already knew his knowledge from beforehand. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Do you know much on uh, uh, what? I I don't want to mess up his name, Jacob. I can't. I can't see it from right here. I have to go all the way to the thing. Oh, Wittenbin. I don't know a lot about him, but by the time we get to him in our rookie shout out section, in our rookie shout out segment, I will do all the research I can just to find out who he is. I think you're excited to do the rookie one on Paul Walter Hauser. You're just going to pull all his movies. You have, you have no idea how happy I am to be able to do the rookie shout-outs for the celebrities. Because <laughs> all you're going to pull up is movies. You're not going to pull up knowledge, oh, just movies. I'm, gonna, I'm going to dissect them. I'm going to try to find every single in- interview that mentions trivia, and I'm going to make sure that I get everything to see if he's really good at trivia. If I notice in a single interview that he's not, I'm going to mention it. <laughs> well, that sounds good. All right. But also, we can't oh, we ahead. can't forget about mentioning Nikki Demolanta is I shouldn't have forgot about her. You we cannot forget about Nikki Demolanta, the wife to Andrew Demolanta. You know for a fact that she's going to be a very strong Star Wars competitor for Sam Levine. That's why he got her. Because she's probably studying with Andrew. I wouldn't be surprised if for the majority of the questions that Andrew studied on were written by her. So if she's writing the questions to help her husband study last season, you, you can only imagine what she knows. Well, I'll say this. I, from the videos I've seen of her, I like her a lot. To me, she's got a good personality. I don't know her trivia knowledge. 
her personality is great. She'll be able well, to do some great promos. This is going to be so much fun. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Sam Levine and the usual suspects do this season. All right, let's move on to our next section. And that is, we're going to talk about a rule of the week that I found interesting. All right. What is the rule of the week, Luke? The rule of the week that I just found pretty interesting was not the, the, what is it? One sec, one sec. What section, what section of the rule book is it in? Like which, that way, if people want to look for it, they can look Time, at the index the, and go, oh, it's here. Timeout rule number nine. Timeout rule number nine. nine. Timeout rule number nine states. Each competitor or team is given the opportunity to call out, call one timeout during a match for any reason. A competitor or team manager may also call the one timeout allied to their competitor or team during a match. Timeouts will, will last 30 seconds, and during this time, all competitors and teams will be permitted to confer with their manager. If a competitor or a team wishes to speak with their manager about a potential challenge, whether or not a challenge is officially issued afterwards, that is considered part of the official challenge process and not official timeout. Timeouts may only be called between questions. They cannot be used to extend the amount of time a competitor may have to answer a question. And managers cannot confer with their competitors during a question. Any attempt to call timeout in the middle of a question will result in an official warning. Unlike JTE rules and challenges, official timeouts do not replenish for any competitor if a game proceeds into sudden death. Any remaining timeouts a competitor or team has cannot, cannot be used once a sudden death round has commenced. What do you think of this new rule? I believe a timeout rule is... Hmm, it's very interesting because, again, I have played in multiple trivia leagues, online trivia leagues, and we have never had a timeout rule. We have never seen the necessity for a timeout rule. And that's just and that's just the thing that I believe the online trivia leagues have not wanted to have was a timeout rule. And also when we when they were doing it, it's sort of like how do you incorporate the timeout rule? Do you because there's sort of a timeout between each round. Like after round one, going into round two, you sort of have a timeout there. And going between round two to round three, you sort of have a timeout there. So now saying that they have a timeout in between questions is sort of, I don't, I feel, and again, I'm very much ready for people to disagree with me. I think it's a little redundant. I will actually disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I fully disagree with you. The reason why I state that is if you're able to timeout, let's just say you need a timeout before the five rounder or the five pointer. You just need that time to think, to chill, to calm yourself down. Because these are high-octane, high-stress situations. If you're able to stop and say, all right, time out. Let me talk to my manager. Let me chill. And so those times the manager actually becomes the most important thing during that time out. Because during the time out, the manager can go, okay, chill, calm down. It's a five-pointer. How are you feeling? Get ready. Breathe. Calm down. Just look at the score. As long as you get this five-pointer, you win. Calm down. And so those moments where you, 
a manager or a team player team member can tell okay this player needs some some time some a break just to breathe i think it's a good idea i think it'll be interesting when they use it it'll be strategy to say the least because it will slow down the game it'll slow down the game a good bit that's why i think the reason why i'm a little against it even just a little bit i'm like they want to put it in fine it's not up to me it's up to them they're allowed to do whatever they want the reason why i'm a little against it even like just the smallest bit because like i'm I'm fine with a timeout but i'm in between questions i'm against it because the point of the especially round three is to see how well you can do under pressure if you're severely getting nervous for this round three then you need to try to find a way to to uh, what am I trying to say? You need to be able to try to find a way to get yourself out of your head. If there is a timeout and you do a timeout before the five pointer to like slow you down, to slow down the match, to get you out of your head, then that sort of takes away the aspect of you're able, you're able to push against all odds. It's, it then gets to the point where you're going, you're going, you're going, Oh, the nerves are getting to you. Timeout. you stop. And then someone's able to get you out so you can continue on normally. That stops being able to overcoming the adversity. Because if you're able to go and you go and you go, and then you start no- you're getting nervous and nervous and anxiety is getting to you, but then you get to the five pointer and you get it right. And you're like calm and relieved and you win the match because you've got that five pointer, but you were nervous, but you still got it. To me, that takes away you were able to overcome the adversity. You're able to overcome the ability to get over your nerves you were able to prove like hey i'm able to overcome this negativity that was sort of holding me back i'm able to prove that i am a strong competitor and i think the timeout takes away from that i i understand that aspect of it but i do know in a few matches where if there had been a timeout it changes the entire match and makes it a better match actually look at the smets versus chandra if Smets mm-hmm. has gotten a timeout at any time during that match, just for him to breathe, to calm down a little bit, to not be so antsy, honestly, it'd been a different match. And we can go even further back for Kevin. If he would, if there would have been timeouts between his match with Mike Kalinowski to determine a number one contender for Rachel Cushing before the, um, like, don't tell Peter if he would have had a timeout between that, maybe he would have been able to get Don't Tell Harry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think mm-hmm. this, it just should be called the Smets rule? I mean, <coughs> that would be, it would be another competitor that has a, a rule named after them. Yeah. I don't know so, if Ben Bateman could, could be named it too, because honestly, he's been really a champion for this rule. I, I honestly think Ben Bateman's going to be and I don't want to say he's going to be over, overstepping it and overusing it, but I feel like he's going to use it the most. I feel like every single match, Ben Bateman's going to use a timeout. Honestly, Ben Bateman, I think, sleeps with this um, rule book. He's going to be, he's going to be, he holds the rule book, or it's like he prints out a copy, actually has it hardback published and just laying on the pillow next to him. Oh, hello, rule book. I love you. 
I guarantee you on every match, he probably has a rule book somewhere printed he's gonna, nearby him. He's going to have a copy of it. Like, hey, just in case, I got the rules. I could easily see him doing that. And I'm, I love that there's a rule book this year. I really do. Oh, I'm glad there is too, so I can read it and actually be able to understand the rules and not get yeah. upset whenever I disagree with something. I can be like, nope, it's in subsection B, paragraph one. This is where it says in the rules. I can be like, okay, I understand. I'm not upset. I may disagree with it, but it's in your rule book. I love that part. So next week, you will come up with the rule that we go over and talk about, and we'll keep up All right. I'm looking forward right. to picking, going through the rule book and pick one. All right. Let's go to our main event, the new matches announced. Oh, yes. I have the list of the ones that were announced in between our last recording session and now. Please pull me back up. There I am. Couldn't see myself. I know. So, you have to go look at yourself because you're so prideful. I mean, yeah. But anyway, here are the new matches that were announced for March 10th. Will be Saul versus John Humphrey for the Inner Geekdom in Inner Geekdom. March 11th, Brother Lomas versus Frankie Alvarez in singles. March 12th, the big match on March 12th, Chance Ellison versus Brendan K. Meyer in singles. I know you're looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm so ready. For, 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 okay, for that week, for the week of March 10th to 12th, which match are you looking forward to the most? Oh, huge. You already said it. Chance I know. Brendan I'm Meyer. looking. Oh, I can't wait. I know. I know that's the match you're looking forward to. The match I'm looking forward to is Brother Lomas versus Frankie Alvarez because that's two rookies. That is a rookie debut match. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, after seeing all the character work that Brother Lomas has done, I want to see what he can do in trivia. I want to see if, if his trivia is as good as his character work. I'm not going to disagree with you, but Chance versus Brendan, man, that oh, is a... No, that oh, is a, that is a main event. That is a championship, a singles championship level match. Uh -huh. I am not denying that. But I'm just saying, out of... Like, we know what to expect from that one. It's going to be a... Like a knockout. Not like a... It's going to be one via knockout. It's going to be a brawl. Whoever wins... The loser is going to come be coming out bleeding, and the winner is going to be coming out bleeding. We know the how sad, that went. The sad part about that match, though, and this is my one negative, is both of these players are great, but somebody's going to come out winning and one's going to come out losing. And the mm -hmm. loser, you're not going to see again for a couple months. Yeah, that's we're probably not. Go. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's the, my only issue with having these two good of a players playing at the very beginning. Because you don't see him again for months. I mean, but, but I mean, this week alone or that week alone, it's not going to be the only time we see two amazing competitors going up against each other. Because we go on to the next yeah. week, yeah. March seventeenth, Brandon Hanna versus Eric Zipper, IG. Looking forward to that one. Number match eighteenth or match eighteenth, March eighteenth, another debuting match, Lacey Gillerin versus Evan. Bush car for Star Wars or Gold Leader, as they say. Gold Leader. March 19th for the standard non pay per view is Janine the Machine versus Jada Paramo in singles. And then Ugh. we have the next major pay per view, the next Schmodown Throwdown, which will be 
on your card, William Bibiani versus Paul Oyama in the singles. And then the main event, Alex Damon, Andrew DeMolanta, Star Wars Championship match. Now, of those matches from that week, which one are you most excited about? Oh, man, that that week is – I'm excited for that week. I think I'm more excited for that week than other weeks. Mm-hmm. Brandon Hanna versus Eric Zipper is going to be an interesting match. Brandon's got to win it. Brandon has got to win that one. Um, I mean, it's a Roxy versus Winston match, basically. Well, we also get to see more storyline stuff with Eric and Swag that that week. I know. So I'm excited. That's exciting. Some, oh, yeah. I But I'm going to go against Alex Damon and Andrew Demolanta. Uh, what, mean, but but that we say that. Remember, it can actually still be a three-way because – it all depends back on the uh, what it which match. I thought it was a match between um, what's the other Star Wars match? The Molly and Laura. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think just, that I think that match, like whoever wins that one, they'll get a title match later in the season. Well, but no, Alex Damon has the choice of either going against Andrew Demolanta or making it a three way with the winner of Molly and Molly. We'll we'll talk about that potentiality later in our last segment. We'll talk about that later. Because I think the winner of that number one contendership match will determine if this will be a triple threat or not. Oh, yeah. So as of right now, let's worry about it as Alex versus Andrew. And you're right. That will be a good match to look forward to. However... And that's not at the top of my list. The top of my list is William Bibiani versus Paul oh. Oyama. You know that's going to be amazing. Again, another chance, Allison, Brendan Meyer. You hate that the two amazing competitors are going up against each other early on in the season because whoever loses, we won't see for a while. Uh-huh. Well, I would be so sad if Brendan Meyer and William B- Bibiani lost those matches. I would mm-hmm. just be sad. I really it's would. Like- I- it's like last season when they lost a triple threat match against Dan. Uh-huh. We didn't see him for a while. I know. that. That's what happens at the beginning of the year. And like mm-hmm. it or not, that's just what we're dealing with. All right, we'll move to the next week. Next week, the final week that was announced. March 24th, Video Drew versus Elliot Dewberry. Singles. March 25th, Christy V or Christina Vassallo, if you didn't know, versus Rick Raddis. Singles. March 26th. Paul Preston versus James White in singles. And then for the big March 26th pay-per-view, Smowdown Battlefield, a double main event. Liz Shannon Miller versus John Rocha, singles. And Ben Bateman versus Mark Riley, who's the boss, Civil War. Okay, I want to go first. Okay. Though all of these matches are fun, and I'm looking forward to the Christy V debut match, I have to say the match I'm most looking forward to. You may think I'm going to say Liz Shannon Miller versus John Roca. No, it is Ben Bateman versus Mark Riley. Who's the boss one-on-one? And this is going to be up to Mark Riley. If Mark wants to win, because we all know what sort of competitor Ben Bateman Bateman is. If Mark wants to win, he has to play mental games against his former partner. Mark knows how Ben studies. He, Mark has to study the same way and a little bit more to beat Ben. And Mark knows how Ben how Ben plays. Mark has to use everything that Ben has 
against him if Mark wants to win. And that's the match I'm looking forward to the most. My, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to say the Ben Bateman versus Mark Riley and Liz Shannon Miller and John Rocha are both just as important for each. They're both just as important. I can't pick one over the other. So Ben Bateman versus Mark Riley is important because that's the first match we get to see Ben Bateman studying ta- tactics. Because he mm-hmm. says he's become a different player. He says that he's not going to miss as much as he used to. He says he's not going to lose the match. His study habits have changed. And so that match is so important for Ben Bateman to show who he is. Mark Riley is a great player. He's just not been as good the past couple of years as what he once was. So I want to see what the den does for Mark Riley. I think that's going to show a lot of the den of showing our, what, what kind of manager is Kate for Mark Riley. And it'll prove if she was the right manager for him or not. The main reason I'm excited for Liz Shannon Miller versus John Roca is John Roca. John Roca has got to show I'm better than Dan. If he can show that I'm better than Dan, then he'll go on to Mount Rushmore. But John's got to beat Liz Shannon Miller, and that's a match. That is Liz, such a match. Liz was the... I, <clears throat> in my opinion, Liz Shannon Miller was the MVP of last year's tournament, singles tournament, because she came in... Not a lot of people were expecting a lot of great things. She came in and she made it all the way. You can correct me. She made it to the semifinals against Jeff Snyder and she beat a lot of major players. So this is a big test for John because John didn't make it out of round one of that tournament. John did go after uh, go against the coyote. And so that we have to give uh, John that much because he was Mm -hmm. going against the coyote and I think John has changed the way he looks at the game. I hope. Yeah, I hope, I, he, I hope he does. And I, I think, really want John. To and stay. I think his match against Adam Collins, the Coyote. I think he was underestimating Adam. Oh, oh. <clears throat> and Dude. I think now Dude. he, I think now he's not going to make that same. He's not making that mistake with Liz Shannon Miller. Oh no, he's got enough uh, tape on Liz to last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think Liz is going to be a good match. I'm excited. I think it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, every everybody, see. when we get to that week, we're going to give our prediction for each of these matches for you all to know, like, hey, this is who we think. This is For all those matches, when we get to the week of that, we'll give you our predictions. But now we've made it to our final segment, the best segment. And as we said, we were going to do it last week. We're doing it this week. Here are our predictions for February 19th, Smowdown Throwdown with the undercard of the Star Wars number one contendership, Molly Damon versus Laura Kelly, with the main event being the Intergeekdom Championship, Chandru Donpani versus Mara Kanopic. So, we're going to start with the undercard. Luke, Molly Damon, Laura Kelly, number one contendership. Who you got? Oh, this is the hardest one to pick. It really is. I think it's a little bit harder than Chandru and Mara Kanopic. I think Laura Kelly and Molly Damon are just as good. It depends on the questions. If I have to choose, oh man, if I have to choose, I'm going to go with Molly Damon. 
due to the fact of Laura Kelly is no longer with corruption. And I think that's going to affect her, her game. I do. I think, I think Molly being with the dungeon gives her an edge that she needs. She needs that edge. And I think that's what's going to help her in the game. Laura Kelly has swag and swag is not the edge. He's more laid back. He's there for his, his team. He's a great manager, but I just don't know yet what he'll do for Laura Kelly. I don't have enough info. I mean, he could be the best manager for Laura Kelly. Be, but for, we'll before we go further, I'll talk about their records. That way you'll you'll know, like, okay, I'm a little bit more informed. Laura Kelly is two and three in Star yeah. Wars, and Molly Damon is one and two. You still stick with Molly? Um, I do. I actually do because – when it comes to Star Wars, I don't think the records actually matter that much because it's any day any player could win. I, I really believe any player can win at any time with Star Wars. Other stuff, the the records do matter, but in Star Wars, anyone can win any day. So I'm not going to look at the records. I'm going to look at what they're coming off of. Laura Kelly is coming off of losing her role in corruption, so she's going to be a little upset but she actually can't blame um, corruption because she they didn't have a choice. They wanted her like crazy, but they really didn't have a choice. So I'm not. I don't think that's going to affect too much. I think Laura won't be as dialed in as Molly. I think Dungeon's really dialed in this season with the teammates she has. They just seem more dialed in, a lot right. more than Swag. All right. So my turn. I'm, not only am I going to give my prediction, I'm going to give my prediction of if I think the championship match is going to be triple threat or not. Now, the winner who I – the one I've chose, I've, I also chose Molly Damon. I also believe that she's going to win the this match, not just because of the dungeon, but I believe that she's been studying probably with Alex – to win this match she's probably like she's studying with the dungeon she's probably studying with alex so i think alex is trying to make sure like hey you're gonna be i want you to fight for the championship and this is how you're gonna do it this is our help and then dungeon's helping her just as much and because i think molly's gonna win i think that the championship match is going to just be a singles match between alex and andrew i think alex wants to if molly wins go one-on-one he'll he'll just want it to be damon versus damon if molly wins now if laura kelly wins i think it will be a triple threat match i'm just saying that if molly wins he'll just alex will just want it to be damon versus damon that'll be the match that he wants so i'm saying molly damon because i'm thinking that she's studying with alex she's studying with the dungeon I don't know how much swag is putting into it, um, into helping Laura this year. They were helping Ace a lot, but Ace has probably still got the chip on the shoulder, so he's probably not helping Laura with this match as much. I, again, I don't know swag's stunning habits. They're probably helping her just as much. I just think Ace is not there with them. With Ace being their main Star Wars player last year, Ace fighting for the title last year, and 
I think that's that may hinder swag a little bit if Ace isn't helping them because of how the draft went. So I'm putting putting it strictly with Molly this for this match. Molly's winning. She's going to go on to face Alex or Andrew in the future. Okay. All right. Go to your prediction for Chandra right. and Mara. The main event, Chandra Donapani with the record of six wins, two defeats, three knockouts. And he is the champion with Mara Kanopic with five wins, one defeat, two knockouts, and a Kita championship. Now, mm, it's so hard to choose because Mara had a title match last season, but due to a lot of complications, she was unable to have the match with Kevin. Now the match she was going to have last season is this season. She's going up against Chandru. And again, this is another swag versus dungeon match. I want to say, not because, oh man, this is hard. I want, I want to say Mara wins the title. Mara is going to be you, the new champion. Are you going off logic? Or are you going off feeling? Because your emotions Both. are wanting to go again, go for Mara because she's not the heel. But no, are you I'm wanting... going based off of everything. The only reason why she didn't win against the only reason why she has one loss is because she was not focused against Mike. She wasn't. She really didn't. She. I think she's even said she didn't want to play anymore during that, like, after the match with Mike. She didn't want to. She's back. She is focused. She wants to win. And that is my reason, because Dan's with her. He's helping her study. Um, Robert Parker's with her. He's helping her study. I can almost guarantee Kevin Smith, whenever he's not helping or going through all the cancer stuff, he is helping her study. Ben Bateman is helping her study. She has probably the strongest study team right now helping her study. She is focused. The Mar we saw that lost to Mike doesn't exist anymore. She is back to prime Mara when she first debuted in the Smowdown. Chandru, though he's had a strong study team with Winston and Ace and can't remember who else, but though he's had a lot of support with swag, he is arrogant. And again, this isn't me doing like the feelings. He is arrogant. He's probably thinking, oh yeah, this is Mara. I don't care. She's the old regime. I'm the new regime. You don't do that to someone as good as Mara. Mara is like a Dan level intergeekdom player. And like even when she debuted, she was a Dan moral level competitor. And again, only one loss. And that was because she wasn't feeling like winning. She didn't want to play anymore. She was in a different headspace from when she debuted. Now she's back to that debut headspace. She's back into the, I want to win and I'm going to make sure I win. So that's why I'm thinking Mark Anopic is coming out with the title. She has the best study group that you could possibly want for this match. And I, she's back to debut Mara, and debut Mara's it was a dangerous Mara. She beat Jason Inman in her debut season for the title. I am very much Mara's winning. All right. Well, my prediction is I'll start with some trivia. I'll mention my, my prediction, and then we'll end for today. I actually started the Smowdown with Mara. 
I didn't start watching until her first match, and she's probably one of my favorite players to watch. I watched her because I really liked Koi, and they were good friends, and so I saw them both coming together, and Mara really excited me. I was, to me, she's just a good player, a good person. I love Mara. I got even more excited when I found out her and Dan were dating. I was like, oh, wow, that combination couldn't be better. My prediction is Mara. Mara's got something that Chandra I don't think has, and that's a photographic memory. So everything that she knew before, I think she still has. Something that is coming that, that Christian mentioned was that there are new slices. And I think Mara's going to do great with those new slices. Chandra, I hope, does well. I think he'll do really good, well, really well. He scares me. Even though he's a heel, he's a good heel. He's the best heel that we've seen in a while. He, Everyone hates him. And so he's got that chip on, on his shoulder. So I think he's going to do great. I'm leaning towards Mara. I could be wrong, but I'm going to lead towards Mara. So that's, that's who I'm going for. So, yeah, and I can tell ahead. you right now, this is that's going to be a close match. Both matches to, on February nineteenth, oh, yeah. the Smodown Throwdown, all of them, both of them are going to be very close. It's going to be either a three point difference, a two point difference, four point difference, five point difference. I'm going as far as saying the biggest difference would probably be a five point difference, but that's it. I would not be surprised if the Inner Geekdom match goes into sudden death. I would not be surprised. I would not be shocked either. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching our YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, keep us, comment, talk to us. I am Luke Stutter. Eli, tell, tell the happy folks your usernames and Twitters and Instas and whatever else you got. That's Luke Stutter. You can follow Luke at LukeST16. My goodness, Luke, memorize your Twitter handle. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Eli Mag. You can follow us, the Galaxy Geeks channel, on Twitter at Galaxy Geeks One. What he said, subscribe, like, comment. We want to talk to people. If there's anyone that wants to talk to us, just send us a message, tweet at us, put a comment. Again, I may be a little crazy right now, but we just like talking to people. That's it. I like to talk to people. You see how much I'm talking right now. That's why we have a show. Anyway, and you can follow us on podcast services. We have six services that we have our podcast on. Please, I'm just begging you, just watch one of them or listen to one of them. That's all I'm asking. Just one is enough for me, and I'll be happy. Um, what else? Am I missing anything? No, I'm not. Luke's great man. I'm, uh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.